listener production. Our market's losing streak looks set to come to an end. And find out how the Aussie market fared over the month of September. Good afternoon, I'm Steve. I'm Laura. It's Friday the 29th of September. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Hello, Laura. Hello, happy Friday. Happy Friday, last day of the month as well. We're going to be mm-hmm. heading into a Last brand day of new the quarter. Week, month. Yep. <laughs> quarter. Week. I forgot week in there. Yep. <laughs> exactly right. So all good things must come to an end and all bad things must as well, right? Mm. We've just snapped You'd hope so. a three-day losing streak. Mm-hmm. It looks like we're going to anyway with our share market up roughly a third of 1%. Mm-hmm. How about over the course of the month? Well, over the course of the week, yes. first of all, we'll incrementally get there. So ahead of the close, we're up 0.4 of 1%, as you mentioned, just a little bit higher than a third of 1%. If we finish here, we'll be down only a fifth of 1% overall for the week, which is pretty good considering we did have those three days of declines. And over the month of September, down 3.5% at the moment. Yeah, it's an ugly way to perform actually this month. Eight it of, is. We are talking about this earlier in, yep. the, in the day. Eight of the past 10 years. Eight of the past 10 years we've fallen in the month of September. But Mm -hmm. if we go back just to last year, the market fell 7.3% in September. This time around, 3.5%. So much less. So that's my silver lining. Yeah, that's that's (laughs) true. That's my positive spin. It could have been worse, right? It could have been worse. Could have been better too, but... And we had a lot that happened. So before we look at some of the movers as far as the different sectors and a few of the stocks performed, we had... Higher interest rates for longer in the US, or at least concerns about that. Concerns about China and its property market. Plenty of stocks went ex-dividend over the month, and we had oil prices really going through the roof globally, and that played a pretty big part in how some sectors did. But perhaps we should look at the different sectors and and how they performed over uh, over the month. Obviously, we're heading into the close, so things Mm -hmm. could change a touch. Mm -hmm. But the only sector to lift this month? Energy. Energy, up roughly 1%. And I guess when you get some very significant increases in oil prices. That goes a pretty long way in having an impact. Oil prices up roughly 12% in September. That's a a sizable increase, up well over 30% in the last few months as well. All other sectors, all 10 of them, were down. Real estate, down about 8%. Mm. Tech, down about 8%. Healthcare, down in the order of 7%. And the rest of the market was down as well. Exactly right. And even though we don't anticipate we'll get a rate hike Here in Australia, there has been some key messaging over in the US that interest rates may stay higher for longer. And I think that sort of spooked our markets as well. And that's probably why we've seen the real estate sector not doing so well. Exactly right. So they're, you know, two interest rate sensitive areas of our market, tech and and also real estate. As far as some of the best performing and worst performing stocks that we've had over the month, the three three of the best have been Paladin Energy, Coronado Global Resources and Whitehaven Coal. And three of the worst performers, uh, mm. Chalice, which you've spoken about quite a bit quite uh, a recently, bit. Star Entertainment, which we've discussed as well a mm. lot, down about 34%, and Block, which is the US company that bought Afterpay a while ago, down in the order of 23%. So that kind of wraps up the month. How about today, though? We're probably getting ahead of ourselves. What were some of the, the stocks that received attention? Well, first, let's touch on Core Lithium because I feel like it's mm. hard to miss that one considering... It's up, well, at the moment, it's currently up. Yeah, so we've actually just gone into close, so it's a good time. We're actually seeing the core up about 19%, so a massive increase in the uh, Well, it was up much more price. earlier in the session. Up around 25 26% at Correct. one stage. So it posted its first ever profit 
because it started actually producing and selling spodumene, which is the raw ingredient that gets turned into lithium for the first time. So revenues of 50 million bucks, profit of about $10.8 million as well. And it said it's on track to meet its production goals moving forward. Going the other way in the lithium space was Liontown Resources, and that's because it came out with an update about its Kathleen Valley project in Western Australia. While they did say they are remaining on track to first production by mid-2024, which is good, so they've done all their mining contracts and things like that, they've upped the total cost involved with the project, so it will now be 6% higher to $951 million. That's an extra 56 million dollars added on top of what they previously estimated. So it's quite hefty. And once the project is up and running, the company reckons its operating costs will be higher too. So we did see its shares declining today, but not by too much. They're currently down 1.3%. Yeah. And as we said, we've just closed. So quickly before we look at other stocks, the ASX 200 up 23.8 points, a third of a percent higher to 7,048, which means over the course of September, we're down 3.5%. So that officially is the worst month that we've had since September last year, as we One year. pointed exactly. out. Exactly right. Bank of Queensland, also in the headlines today, down only slightly by a third of 1%, but it did warn that its profits in the second half of the year, that's the six months to the 31st of August for the group, will take a hit of about 79 million bucks. Two reasons, restructuring costs, which it blamed in part on redundancy payments, and also its acquisition of MeBank, which it carried out not too long ago. Toll operator Atlas Arteria was among the worst today as well after receiving firstly a target price cut. So again, what an analyst expects the company to be priced at 12 months down the track. But there was also an announcement on Thursday. So in yesterday's session, alerting investors of a new tax from the French government, which could impact the company from next year if it gets approved. Sacre bleu. I'm just saying random French things now. Please continue. (laughs) I'm actually going to need your assistance in a moment because at the moment, just with the, in terms of the tax, Mm. rather than you saying random French words, Mm. the government will debate it in the coming months. And then an approval is expected by the end of December, Mm. which could just get it across the line to be effective from January. And this will impact Atlas Arteria because The company owns a 31% stake in a major highway in France. Mm -hmm. This is where I need your help because there's the name of the the highway. So I believe it would be Autoroute paris rhin rhone Oh, wow. I actually don't know exactly where that is, but I'm assuming that's where it's going from and to. Right. Well, this is one of the major ones, supposedly. Mm. Thank you for pronouncing that for me. I wouldn't, I'm not even going to try. So this toll road is actually the company's most profitable one. So Mm -hmm. just in the six months to June this year, it contributed $557 million towards the company's earnings. And it makes up about 80% of the group's toll road income. So a tax being put in would certainly weigh on its margins. Yep. And Atlas Arteria makes most of its money in Europe and the United States rather than here in Australia. Let's look forward to tonight Mm -hmm. because there are a few things to watch and also next week briefly. So we've got an update on inflation in the United States, one of the more closely watched updates. So that will be important. We also have a few other things. We've got inflation in Europe. We've got some economic growth numbers out of the UK. And then one of your friends, Christine Lagarde, president of the European Central Bank. Ryan's friend. Ryan's friend, sorry. will be speaking as well this evening. And then over the weekend, we have a few updates out of China looking at their manufacturing and services sectors. So we'll look at that closely considering how China's economy has been going. So that'll come out on Saturday 
and Sunday. I guess economic data never sleeps. Moving on to next week, I guess the key things here in Australia will be dividend payments will continue. Definitely not as big as we saw this week. This week it was almost twenty-two billion. Next yep. week three and a half billion with the likes from West Farmers, CSL, and Medibank. We'll also have the interest rate decision where the RBA is likely mm-hmm. to keep rates on hold. That's Tuesday afternoon, two thirty p.m. Eastern Daylight Time because oh, daylight saving kicks in this weekend. So of exciting for, for some of us, not for others. It changes trading times for some of you. So just keep that in mind, both if you're investing in Australia, but also if you're investing overseas in countries that don't experience daylight savings for the time being. But also it is a brand new month and a few holidays on Monday as well. Both Labor Day holidays in New South Wales, the ACT and South Australia, and I believe the King's Birthday in Queensland. So that could just mean a little less money being in a changing hands at the start of next week. And the other key thing next week overseas will be that jobs data coming out of the US. That'll be one key thing to watch. But we'll touch on more of these (laughs) things next week. We've also got the Chinese financial markets closed for Golden Week holiday. All week. The whole week. So the Shanghai Stock Exchange will be shut all week for holidays as well. So holiday interrupted week for sure. Okay. Have a good one, everyone. Have a great weekend and we'll catch you back here on Monday. We'll be here. Bye-bye. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067-254-399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.